0: Live, it's World Hockey Park. Good morning, happy Friday. End of the week, counting down the days till Christmas, Christmas break. what be it. It's Cody Jansen with the company on the 12 ounce sports radio network. Show brought to you by Seat Giant. You know what it is. Come on, seatgiant.ca. The best place to go and buy tickets. Use the promo code 120Z Sports, you're going to save money on your next ticket buying purchase that's SeatGiant.ca or .com if you're in the States. You're going to be paying Canadian currency or American, wherever you're shopping from. That simple. No conversions. Hey, what's up? Everyone who's watching us, uh, 12 Ounce Sports TV, Twitter Live, YouTube, Twitch, the website, 120 SportsRadio.com. How's it going? Of course, going to thank the sponsors. You got Drink Aid, Best Bud CBD, Penn Ohio Ceiling, MyBookie.ag. And of course, presenting sponsor, Seat Giant. It's Friday. Lots to talk about the Calgary Flames. They are buzzing. The Jeff Ward era, clicking pretty nicely out there. Seven wins. row with two. They come back. Big win over the Leafs. Then you got the Oilers. They're just smiling in a different direction. I actually don't know what's going on with them. It's tough. They've got a solid hockey team there. But, said it since the start, if McDavid and Dryside aren't carrying that team, they're not winning hockey games. It's a pretty simple formula for them. But if they're scoring five goals in a hockey game, especially against a team like Minnesota, you should be winning. I'm not gonna say it's goaltending. I don't wanna throw the blame on Mike Smith or Miko Koskinen, but they have to be better. It's that straightforward. Their defense hasn't been up to par. Their goaltending hasn't been up to par. Their forwards need to be better. You're getting a little bit of depth scoring, but depth scoring really doesn't matter against teams like Minnesota where you shouldn't need it. You shouldn't. Minnesota is a blatantly mediocre hockey team. Team Canada World Juniors, they played U Sports past couple of days, lost 2-1 yesterday, made a bunch of cuts. I mean, the Hunters went straight for the throats of Western Canada. There's there's no denying that Krebs new hook it's kind of a joke. We'll get into that, of course. That's going to be the third segment of the show, and we'll finish it off. A little bit of lottery talk. The last one's kind of going to be an open line. Of course, connect us anytime. I'm on Twitter at Janner31. World Hockey Sports, World Hockey RPT and 12-ounce Sports at 120Z Sports. Connect us anytime. Love the thoughts. Love the thoughts. Detroit, they finally pick up a win, snap a 12-game losing skid. That lottery spot. Kind of up for grabs still. You know, no team really wants to tank. But who could use a top tip? You got Detroit. You got Ottawa. You got New Jersey down there. Some people are predicting them to be a long-run playoff team. No, that's not going to happen. Don't see that one coming to, to fruition anytime soon. So who who's going to... Kind of give up their season in hopes of grabbing a guy like Lafreniere, Byfield. A lot of prospects out there. We'll talk about that. Hey, I mean, there is a lot of international hockey going on as well. we got to give them some love. It is World Hockey Report. You got the Olympic qualifiers. You got the under 20 Div 1A tournament going on. And boy, a lot of world junior coverage. Coming to 12OunceSportsRadio.com. Boy, the lineup of writers is looking stacked right now. El Jefe, the president, he's got it going. 12 Ounce Sports. It's going to be the only place you got to check out for World Junior coverage. The best of the best. Coming to 12 120 Checking out the highlights right now. That Vancouver-Carolina game, kind of a sleeper, I'm not going to lie. I don't mind a one nothing game, but it better be playoffs. If it's not playoffs, it's not intense, the game really doesn't matter. Vancouver, Carolina, no one's going to remember this game come three months from now. If it's a one nothing playoff game, all right, I'll give in to that. December hockey, one nothing goes to overtime? No thanks. Breaking down a few more games from last night there. We already talked. We touched on Calgary a little bit. Calgary, Toronto. Probably the big one. The Wings do snap their losing skid. We'll get into that a little bit more. Probably more down the line. Maybe a little bit later in the show, but hey, they do. And Winnipeg, they've been playing pretty good. Like That's not a bad win by any means for Detroit. For Winnipeg, probably not their best loss, but you knew it was going to happen. You knew it was going to happen at some point in time. But I don't go back to the Flames. That's what I want to talk about. Johnny Gaudreau scores twice in the third. Calgary, they defeat Toronto 4-2. They were down 2-1 actually going into the third period. I think they scored like less than 20 seconds in. They show up. But, oh man, I I don't want to sound too negative. It's a Friday. You got to be positive. You're going into the weekend. It's the holidays. But these aren't the games that I put weight in when, you know, the big guns show up. I want them to show up when the games get physical, when they're playing the tough teams. Not a team like Toronto, who is just, they're just soft. They're a soft hockey team. It's an easy game to play against them. They've got no grit. They've got no sandpaper. And Calgary just blatantly did not show up. That's as simple as you can put it right there. Not sure how, not sure why. Not sure what's really gonna change it. But the, you know, you, you need guys like Gaudreau pulling out those wins in divisional games. You wanna see him do it in the Battle of Alberta, you wanna see him do it when they're facing Vegas on the road after a long road trip. You wanna see him do it against the Arizona Coyotes. That's when you need your big guns to be good. Hey, positive Milan Lucic. He's got like three goals now on this season. I'm not going to say that they've won the trade, but he's catching up slowly, slowly. He's been all right. He's been doing his job. That's all they ask in Calgary. That's all they want to see is Milan Lucic doing something to help out the team. And so far, he's done that. No complaints. No complaints on my behalf. Jeff Wardy, 7-0. Think the Calgary Flames needed a coaching change? I don't even think that's a question anymore. Get him out of there. If you've lost the room, you know, if you're a scumbag, not to say he is, but if you're a coach that's disrespected, not liked, maybe you've crossed the line with some players, get out of there. You're you're just not going to win. You're not bringing that environment that teams need to win. Teams need to click. Look at a guy like Barry Trotz on the island. You think he's got that room? Hundred percent without a question. He does. Craig Brube, those St. Louis Blues will go through a brick wall for him. No question, right there. Here's what's impressive about the Flames seven game win streak. Is that the next best win streak in the league right now is three. So Calgary has been that dominant that they are absolutely crushing crushing the rest of the league in that column. Quickly, we'll break down some of the other games from last night there. Get the Sabres. They beat Nashville 4-3. Lightning over the Bruins, 3-2. The Isles, they beat the Panthers 3-1. Pittsburgh, another 1-0 game. Puke, 1-0 over the Columbus Blue Jackets. Torts not too impressed after that. We will get to those comments as well. Uh, Red Wings beat the Jets 5-2. Blues double up the Golden Knights 4-2. Arizona, they're buzzing. top in the Pacific 5-2 over the Blackhawks. Kings beat the Ducks 2-1. And the Rangers hammer the Sharks 6-3. We're going to take a break. When we come back, you know what? Yeah, probably going to talk a little bit more Oilers. We already, we already brought them up. But Arizona, the Coyotes, Phoenix. I know that's what, not what they're called, but they are. Glendale, Phoenix, all the same thing. They're top of the Pacific. They got 42 points. We're going to break that down. It's all after the break. You're listening. World we'll Hockey Report. We're watching on the 12-ounce Sports Radio Network. World Hockey Report live coming to you on the 12 ounce sports radio network. Cody Jansen with you. Beautiful Friday out there. A little bit chilly outside. Happens. It's Canada. Nothing to it. Let's talk Oilers for a second. I thought they were going to win yesterday. I really did. Went as far as I said it. Told Dean Millard, I said, hey, I think they're going to win 4-2. I think this is going to be the game where they finally get back to their old ways. I really thought they were going to snap out of playing, you know, classic Oilers hockey. Poor defensively. Try play run and gun. Doesn't always work for you. And it really hurt them. 6-5 loss against Minnesota. One of the most mediocre teams in the league. That just can't happen. That's about as unacceptable as it gets. Especially for a team leading the Pacific Division. And Oilers fans, if you want to brag about that, go ahead. Go ahead. Congrats. It's early. But I don't see this team doing it anymore. I mean, they'll go as far as McDavid and Dryside will carry them. That is the Edmonton Oilers right now. Their goaltending mediocre. Their defense mediocre. Their offense mediocre. That's just as straightforward as it gets. You lose. It's three straight now. They struggled on that home stretch where they go one for three. That's tough. McDavid David and Drysdale led goals. Neal also chipped in. Just looking at it right now, thoughts and prayers that Tucker Tynan in, in Niagara. Oh my goodness! It, I wouldn't even recommend going and watching that video. It's you know it's gross. It, it's terrible. And you know, being a goaltender and having a very similar situation wasn't nearly as bad. Thank goodness. That that's tough. That is tough shit to watch. You know, you're you're bleeding on the ice. You're in shock. You're in pain. And being a goaltender, I mean, you you put yourself in that line of fire all the time. You got guys coming, hauling towards the net. Sure, they might get tripped up. They might be doing it intentionally to drive into you. And if those skate blades are coming at you at 30 mile an hour, you you really don't have too much protection in between those pads and pants. It's a tough one. It's a scary situation. Thank goodness, I mean... You you can't thank them enough. Your trainers, the medical staff, all those people who are putting in their time and effort just to keep you safe. I mean, you get to play the game you love. They're they're the real reason. They're the real heroes out there because, I mean that that's something that could end very horribly, very damn fast. So you got to give kudos out to them. You know thoughts with Tucker Tynan family hope for a speedy recovery you hope that there's nothing seriously damaged in there obviously there's going to be some muscle damage you know you never arteries veins any of that stuff it's scary it's gross it's words can't really put that one in there but yeah and end of the day I mean they got to cancel an OHL game you know all the guys are thinking of them that's their first interest that's a teammate that goes down in a in a very scary situation, to say the least. Back to the Oilers. It wasn't a good performance. Smith allows, what, six on 26. Not going to win too many games with those numbers. Koskinen has, you know, he's had his up and down moments this season. I do think he's been better than Smith. I think that goes without questioning. But the Oilers as a whole Clef bomb despite scoring last night still not that great nurse aside from his fight the only time he is recognizable is when he's getting burnt in his own end here's some interesting numbers bear minus three nurse minus three clef bomb, Neil both plus two different ends of the spectrum so maybe I shouldn't rip on Clef Bomb too much. It was all right. Larson was even. Uh, when I seen them probably a week ago or so the last time they were in Edmonton, they were all right. They weren't amazing. They weren't what you wanted of your top-pairing D-man. But they weren't bad. The Edmonton Oilers just aren't built like a a championship team. They're not built like the Boston Bruins. They're not built like the St. Louis Blues. They're not built like the Washington Capitals. So, yeah, our expectations are probably a little bit unfair when it comes to them. But who can really blame you? They have to figure it out. At some point at least you gotta say they got to be better you can't be getting dragged along by McDavid and Dry all season long Arizona is leading in that division 42 points Edmonton Calgary they're now tied with forty wouldn't that be fun they're tied in the standings come when is it December 27th I believe is the Battle of Alberta That would be pretty good. You got Vegas. They're nipping at the heels. I was listening to Edmonton radio a while ago. It might have actually been like yesterday or two days ago. I don't even know why I tune in. I mean, you know, it's the same old song and dance, but I heard a new one. I heard one of the hosts, not going to name names. They may or may not do the afternoon. Say that Vegas is not a competitive hockey team. They say, I don't know what's so special about them. I don't see them making a run. They got 37 points. They're three behind Edmonton. They've been battling brutal injuries all season. They've been missing their starting goaltender for parts of it, like and they're right in the hunt. Whereas the Oilers have been playing their best hockey in fifteen years. Okay, let's go with thirteen. And they're they're falling behind. Vegas has two less wins. So if you don't think that Vegas is going to finish ahead of the Oilers this season, I think you're off your rocker. And to try and claim that they're not an impressive hockey team, with what they're working with and how they play systematically, that's a team that just buys in exactly what the Oilers don't do. So it Baffles me, the lack of hockey knowledge, reference. I I don't even know what to call it. But if you can't recognize that the Vegas Golden Knights are a serious contender in the Pacific every single year, I don't know. Maybe you shouldn't be analyzing the game. Maybe you got to get off that Oilers high horse for a little while. Edmonton's not a bad hockey team. But they're not a division leader. I'll tell you that for free. It's World Hockey Report. Coming to you live on the 12-ounce sports radio network. Back after the break, of course, the show. If you're looking to place down any money, brought to you by MyBookie. So you got to go to MyBookie.ag. Use the promo code 120 Sports. When you're going to make a deposit. And they're going to match that up to $1,000. That's free money right there, folks. Up to $1,000. Free play. Whatever you deposit, bet my gonna match that without a question. Use the promo code 12 two OZ Sports. We will take a look at the games for tonight, maybe even a couple for tomorrow. Later on in the show, I'll give you some of my picks. Yeah, I went two for two last week. Not a big deal. Hey, that's what I'm here for. Make you some money. You gotta go sign up mybookie.ag. Check it out. Back after the break. Well, we're back. It's World Hockey Report Live, coming on the 12-Ounce Sports Radio Network and 12-Ounce Sports TV, wherever you are listening or tuning in from. How's it going? Beautiful Friday, December. It's Friday the 13th, I've been informed. Not a big scary movie guy. I will be the first one to admit that. I don't care for him. I don't care to be scared. I don't know why people do. But hey, it's just how it is. Show brought to you by Seat Giant. I'm not sure. Is there any like scary shows that you can go see in theater? You know, whatever event you're looking for. Concert, musical, play, of course. Sporting event, hockey tickets. You're going to get the best deals. 1-2-O-Z Sports. That's your promo code on SeatGiant.ca.com. You don't want to have to go to those other places and do some stupid currency conversion. You're worrying about if you're paying in Canadian or U.S. They'll usually charge you in U.S. just because you know they want to try to take advantage of you a little bit. Seat Giant, they don't do that. They're the good guys of the business, the great guys in the industry. They're going to be straight shooters with you. You're getting Canadian prices. You're getting the best prices, lowest fees. That's SeatGiant.ca you in Canada. Use the promo code 120Z Sports. And I promise you, you are going to save some money on your next ticket purchase. And you can thank us later. It's World Hockey report, Cody Jansen, with you. Connect with us on Twitter at RPT. I'm on Twitter at janner 31 Coming to you live on 12 ounce Sports. So yeah, we're getting a little bit of requests, request. Talk World Juniors. I said that was coming up in the third break. Maybe not everyone listens. Hey, it happens. All right, Team Canada. They make some cuts. I would love to know people's thoughts on this, because I've got my own, and before I go off, someone's got to explain some of this to me. I mean, I watched the game against U Sports yesterday. Did not look. I mean, Perfetti, Newhook, Krebs, Zari. I I mean, I'm not going to completely drop the Western bias, but come on. The Hunters, no way they were going to try go with a Western boy over an OHL guy. And how many times has that actually worked for Canada and the World Juniors? I would love to know the stats. Of every single year that Team Canada has won gold, what has their roster consisted of? Because Western Hockey League guys, Western Canadians, get it done. It's plain and simple. Simple as that. If they get Kirby Dock back... From the Chicago Blackhawks you know that's a good chance they're gonna get it done that's a guy who's gonna come in clutch think of your Jordan Eberleys guys like that heck you got Steenbergen, who's a hero he's a 13th forward but he's a Western boy he's not afraid to go to the dirty areas he's not afraid to get gritty yeah sure the coach wanted to staple him, glue him to the bench well, he sneaks out there for one shift, scores a late one against Sweden, plays hero. That's what Western boys do. Straightforward right there. So, Canada, you're playing a risky game. Dump it off, guys. Schneider. Diliburator. Thomas Harley. Oh, wow, we got a special guest calling in. Now, wanting to talk World Juniors. Wasn't sure if this is going to happen. So I guess this is a little bit out of the blue. But we're going to take this one live in stride. You must have heard we were talking about World Juniors. Adam Trout now joins the program. How's it going, buddy?
1: Not bad. I I mean, I just woke up and I saw your text. I was like, well, I might as well call. Give me
0: a call. Wow. Coming through clutch. You probably just missed my rant then on Western Canadians. Not, I mean, not getting the benefit of the doubt or not getting a fair look when it comes to World Juniors. But I'm sure you can you can pitch in a little bit. I mean, people made good points with Eberle Steenbergen. I just feel like, in general, the Western Hockey League guys have a little bit more grit when it comes to these tournaments. You know, the, the skill, great. Like, if you wanna go off of a fully-skilled team for Europe, all right, the bigger ice might make a little bit of sense for some, but in general, I mean, I feel like the hunters—they're trying to bury the WHL and Western Canadian kids.
1: Uh, yeah, maybe a bit. I mean, I watched the team WHL game live, and I think I'd be the first to admit that that team, um, like especially up front, like I'd say that there, that was the thinnest they've been in a while. Like I was talking at the game, I said, "Well, how many of these guys do I think would actually make the team?" But even like, what's the difference between like, Brigid and Tracy getting invited to uh, the World Junior Camp and Cole Perfetti being invited there? Is, is it because he lives closer or something like that? And they want to save on flights? Like, the first five or six guys tied, yesterday all had ties to Western Canada. It's a little, a little strange, but I guess we'll have to wait and see. If they win gold, then we shouldn't be complaining anymore.
0: The Americans are going to be stacked. I mean, we'll, we'll break down more of the other teams later on once everyone's roster is fully settled. But I watched a, a good amount of that game against the U Sports, and I thought, I mean, well, even the past uh, two there. Newhook and Krebs. I know Krebs might not be the fleetest of foot, and yeah, that ACL injury sucks. But him and Newhook, they, they are definitely... Capable players I, I was very shocked When I saw Like I get it with Hayden coming back It obviously shakes up some things But those were two that I, I really thought That they stood out More than some others
1: Yeah and that's even what Bob McKenzie was saying That New Hook was one of the better players And, and it, I think I watched all the interviews of the guys who got cut yesterday And I think that New Hook was the one who maybe thought That he deserved it to be there team
0: thing now with new hook i kind of see him maybe not viewed as much as like a tyson jost or something but like i feel like he brings that kind of aspect to a team where like maybe jost isn't an absolute stud but you know he's going to be a guy who's going you know he's going to be working his ass off every single shift and he's going to be generating plays. And, and for Canada, I feel like every year that they struggle to do that, especially you know in the years where America had their number and the states were just dominating them, that's what they were completely missing on their roster because, you know, nothing against some of those OHL guys, but it's a totally different league in the OHL and the QMJHL where you can get away with a lot more floating than you can in, say, the, the Western League and college hockey.
1: Yeah, like, and like that, and I, that kind of goes back to our argument about the the dub guys. I'd say because it's more of a gritty, I'd say probably pro style game, and usually I think when you need a big hit or something like, nobody's gonna blow anybody out of the water anymore. But you look at the skill of of the fins and the sweep and all that. And it's tough to, to balance, like, do we want to take a team full of grinders there to beat the crap out of them, or do we want to take a team who we think can play with them but probably can't play with them?
0: Now, give me your thoughts on Barrett Hayton coming back, because, yeah, like obviously he has not had an amazing year in the NHL, but let's be realistic, like, he's still young, so, I, I mean, are you expecting him to rip up the league? No, you're not, but with a guy like him and even Valeno like, th- those two are, are massive additions to the team.
1: Yeah, like, they're returning guys to the team. Like, uh, people shouldn't be as, I don't want to say excited, but, like, okay, they play in the NHL and they're doing good, but, like, realistically, the World Juniors to the NHL, um, it's still far off, but, like, I'm sure a lot of the guys on Team Canada could go and have the what, amount of success or as little just. Assist- success as Brett Hayden had this year. So, like, I think that him and Valeno, especially at the middle, will help the team, but at the same time, like, they're not going to beat the wheels off anybody at the tournament. Like, I don't know if, like, Brett Hayden or Joe Valeno are that, are that much better than, like, Trevor Zagres or Alex Turcotte.
0: And make your excuse for, or make your case, not excuse, for Kirby Dock to be sent down. I mean, I'll, I'll play a little advocate here, but you, I mean, make your case. Why Why should the Blackhawks, you know, give Dock the opportunity to play in the World Juniors? Because I, I know you are leaning towards that.
1: Um, well, they're just, they're a bottom five team in the NHL. Um, they've. Won once in regulation, I think, since November 17th, I want to say. I was looking at it yesterday. Uh, in the first period yesterday, Doc played two minutes and 34 seconds, and they were down 3 nothing to the Hawks. Um, he hasn't got a point in 11 games, and it's like a minus seven. And I'm not even saying that's on him. I'm, I'm saying that's on the, the chance he's been given by by Jeremy Colleton and the Blackhawks there. So, And I mean, like, what good is it to play eight minutes a game on the fourth line? And, yeah, like, I don't think it's on him at all. I think that he could even be a better player than Bill Strowman's right now, maybe. But he doesn't have that. I guess he's not 23, so they're not giving him the chance.
0: And uh, I guess kind of where I would come from in a sense of if they don't send him down, I, I can definitely see their reasoning where what happens if he goes and gets hurt, and then, you know, maybe Colleton's just happy to have him around some of those guys, like Kane, Taves. Seabrook you know Keith like guys who might not be in the league for too much longer you know what happens if the second half of the year he's out completely and you know that that's kind of a full year off of his contract or you know entry level deal gone plus you don't really have that connection if you're not going to be on the ice you're not going to be in the room every day with them if you know say you'd hate to think of the worst but he breaks something
1: yeah maybe I mean it's tough to say because like it's not like I, like it seems like that they don't think that he needs to play that much to help their team, but at the same time it's it'd more so be like a wasted couple months for him opposed to like a wasted season for the Blackhawks because it's not like anybody had them running away with the central division or anything.
0: Of course. Um, I don't think there was too many crazy changes for, for Team Canada's defense or guys. You know, you expected Byram, Smith, that Dockers and Docker's nasty. We'll give him that one. I haven't watched too much of Addison, but, I mean, a lot of people say he snaps the puck around out there, so that's always a good thing. But um, I want to ask you about goaltending. Obviously, we, I, Team Canada doesn't have a Spencer Knight in net. That That's simple. I mean, I, I would say... As much as everyone loves this Askarov guy in Russia, I still think Spencer Knight's probably the best goalie at this tournament, and I will stick by that one. But for Team Canada, haven't watched much of Dawes, but he's a 2020 draft guy. So you got Hofer and Rod Rieg. Is Rod Rieg just going to be the runaway because of being an Eastern guy, maybe his resume, maybe some of his parents or family members who work higher up or, you know, is are going to get a legit shot?
1: Well, they claim there's no clear-cut number one, but at the same time, it seems like there is because Roderick has had success with Hockey Canada at the U-17 and 18 What that means three years later, I don't, I don't really know, but at the same time, uh, they think that his success with the pressure and the bigger ice in the past um, mean something which I don't think it does and especially you look at his numbers the last couple of years they're like 900 save percentage in the queue and then Joel Hofer in the Dubs like 935 and I don't know what Dodge is, but I'd assume he's he's somewhere around 920 um, so yeah like I, I think it'd be Rod- Roderick Hofer Dawes, but I to me like the eye test has Hofer but
0: yeah he's unreal he's big like he was one of those goalies who benefited from coming into the dub on a very shitty team. Well, I'll just be straightforward. Well, as
1: a I guess as a starter because they won the year before, and then he was like the only. Yeah, guy that...
0: yeah, that's what I meant. That's what I meant. Like you know, not on the bench.
1: Yeah, exactly. And I mean, I think last year he was going to put, like six draft picks or something like that, and then goes to Portland and. But it was crazy last year. He's on like the worst team in the league by far, and so current, and his save percentage is like nine ten, which is like that's
0: incredible. I think, especially for juniors on a bad team, like that is very good. And the Broncos had so much turnover that you know it, it really is impressive. Um, one last one for you: How does the World Juniors? I'm not gonna say they messed up. But that group B is just stupid good compared to group A. Like you've got Russia, Czech Republic, USA, and Canada in the same group. Those are countries, I mean, no disrespect to Sweden and Finland, but those could be the four best teams in the tournament, honestly.
1: Yeah. almost um, well, it's kind of Canada's fault. No, way for coming in sixth last year, right? So that's it's kind of on them it's, it's all based tough the year before which maybe that needs to be a date, debate maybe not but at the same time uh, Canada could could very well start the tournament 0-2 and, and have the sky be falling right like they play the state from the 26th and Russia on the 28th that's your two toughest games until like January 3rd so it's interesting I, I mean when Canada was running all those years like they won five straight years and all that when, at one point did, like, not, I'm not going to say st- you stopped sharing from them, but, like, did you, like, not really enjoy the tournament as much because it was, like, oh, okay, like, oh, another Canada win against USA 5 1, another Canada win against Finland 6 nothing, Like, just, like, where they're just dominating the tournament. That's fun every once in a while, but, like, I was happy when Finland won last year. I was happy when they won a couple years ago and stuff like that. So.
0: I definitely like the parody in the tournament. There's, there's no doubting that. Uh, I, I do see what you're saying. I mean, I, I guess I'm not as, you know, obviously I like to see Canada win, but I, I won't say like I'm a hardcore fan where like, you know, I'm not painting my face red or, you know, going out of my way to go to games. But I, I definitely enjoy seeing Canada win. But it's also cool just to see some of the prospects, see some guys have breakout tournaments. That's probably what I like the most about the game is, you know, seeing someone have a, a real standout performance.
1: Like Nico, Nico Heischer.
0: Yeah, see, like stuff like that I, I really do enjoy. I honestly, I, I like seeing the upsets. I, I like seeing a lot of that stuff. So that's just why it's it's honestly, it's the best tournament in the world. You know when when people want to try compare it to the world championship or something like there there's or the the men's world championship, there's just no comparison for me. I mean it, it's world juniors over everything, and yeah, like Spangler cups up. They're honestly over world championship. Like there's there's just no comparison. So even seeing teams like Kazakhstan and Germany, like yeah, they're gonna get pumped and it's gonna be embarrassing for the most part. But like the the as bad as it sounds like the first period's exciting you know if they score first all of a sudden everyone's going oh my goodness like could it happen rarely ever does but not gonna yeah. lie I don't mind seeing that stuff
1: yeah me and I go, I, and like I remember a couple of years ago I'm, like it was when I was here it was different it was like wow I really want these guys to win and it was probably the worst moment of my life when John Carlson scored but at the same time, like it's it's good that other teams win, and it's good when a guy like who is that Dennis Gaubla or something went goalie of the tournament, playing Crystal Back, and they upset a team like that's what you want in the tournament. You want upsets, and you don't want games being 8 nothing every game.
0: Yeah, that's that's very true. How about how bad was it? Was I think it was last year, right when Canada like opened up the tournament with a twelve nothing win on Denmark. Yeah, that's that's a, that's a tough look on the tournament. But what do you do? Do you kick out those bottom teams and kind of run the risk of having like no upsets or like do you, are you are you a fan of CN teams? Like I think it's going to be Austria coming up this uh, this next year like how it looks right now at that Div 1 tournament. Like are, are you a fan of the 10 team format or would you you shrink it down to 8? I say
1: it's hard to gauge that because like last year with Denmark, I mean, like they were I forgot what it was, but they're a super young team. Something like that. Um, they're a really young team. Like, their goalie was drafted on and He went in the second round to Ottawa, like, 37th overall. And then this year, he uh, he doesn't get to play in the top tournament when he's clearly, like, a lot better than he was last year. So, I think they need to do something where it's like, okay, these are your 10 teams. Develop them this way because, like, Having Belarus and Austria in the tournament, I don't think matters as much.
0: But for those guys, I, I see their perspective too is, you know, from, you know, like any kid, I can't speak on a kid who has grown up in Kazakhstan or anything, but like it's got to be a pretty cool moment. Like doesn't matter how bad you get pumped. Like if you're playing against Connor McDavid in the World Juniors, like that's something that you're never going to forget. So you, you'd feel kind of like an ass. If you took away that from them, like these teams work like they, they work to get promoted. I mean, think of that Mad Sogard as he said. Like for Denmark, they were promoted. He wouldn't have been playing in that tournament if it wasn't for him. And, and so now now this year in div one, his team's getting smacked around and like they're not gonna get promoted again. So like that was his one shot to play in the World Juniors despite being a second round pick.
1: Yeah, and I guess like got that's where you kind of think about like the individuals, where like, yeah, like they they deserve to have that moment. I'm sure any of us sit there like, hey, like you can go play on Denmark and get work sixty nothing. Then then you can do that. And I think we'd all take it.
0: Okay, there we go. That's uh, that went a lot longer than I expected. So our our mad minute's just gonna be one game tonight. MyBookie.ag Adam, who's gonna win this one? Vegas. They're kind of struggling. Oh, we just lost him there on the phone. I think he was going anyways. It happens. So we got Vegas and Dallas tonight. The stars have won three straight coming into this one. Dallas is at home as well. If you're looking to place a bet, go to mybookie.ag. Type in the promo code 120Z Sports, and they're going to match your deposit up to $1,000. Vegas and Dallas. Give you this one, you gotta take the under six. I think that's probably gonna be where it goes. Dallas is getting goaltending. Vegas as well. Haven't looked at the starting goaltenders, but if it's Fleury, you definitely wanna take the under in this one. Dallas at home, probably not a bad bet. Like when is that ever really a bad bet? They're starting to go. Coaching change. Look at the flames. I mean, they just aren't buzzing you want to go you want to go for your new coach and they're gonna put it all on the line so yeah that's gonna be my pick of the day we won't get into Saturday hey you know what maybe we'll tweet something out from the account follow us at world honky RPT no longer locked out thanks Twitter I I guess I kind of missed on that one but the boys are back The boys are back for World Juniors. Big announcement coming, 12-ounce sports. A lot of World Junior coverage coming your way. And, of course, the show brought to you by seatgiant.ca and mybookie.ag. Use the promo code 120 Sports. Support the boys. Cash those tickets and get in the event for a little bit cheaper. That's going to do it. Have a good weekend. Have a great Friday. And we'll be back here. Same time, same place, Monday.